You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. So this morning, I want to look at what does a life of goodness look like? First one this morning, a life of goodness is a life of obedience. I thought I'd start with a nice, light, easy one for you. <laughs> All the powers and kids are like, now I know why they keep me in the service. We're talking about obedience. You're welcome, parents. <laughs> As Christians, we should always be ready and willing to obey all of God's commandments. Jesus says this in John 14 when he's talking to his disciples. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. See, the Bible is full of stories, um, full of people knowing that the road ahead isn't going to be easy, that the road ahead, the path set before them is going to be tough. And yet they walked in obedience to the Lord. And Jesus' story is no different sent down to bridge the gap and pay the price that we could not. Theologian Stanley Grins talks about how there are four consequences of our sin, alienation, condemnation, enslavement, and depravity. I think I've said that right, depravity. (laughs) Depravity means that we are totally incapable of saving ourselves from the mess that we are in. We needed saving, and the only option was a substitute. See, all day through the Bible, through the Old Testament, there's this pattern of substitute that has been set up. The substitute bears the penalty of the sinner. For a life to be spared, a life needed to be given. In Hebrews 9.22, it says, In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed by blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. See, blood is a symbol of life. The life is in the blood. Without blood, there is no life. See, Jesus walked in obedience to God, fully submitted and trusting his Father, In that journey, many didn't understand and many people didn't know why, but that didn't hinder Jesus from fulfilling what he was sent to do, to take our place and to pay the penalty. A life of goodness is an obedient life. Our second one this morning, the life of goodness is a selfless life. See, by the time Jesus came to earth, man's definition of good was so warped and broken that they had become blind to the truth. We see it all around us today, people so sure and convinced by what they think to be good and true, what they perceive to be good and true, that they become unaware and disconnected. We see everywhere these days with this whole cancel culture, people so determined that they know what is good and their opinion is truth and good, uh, that, they, that they become blind to what's around them. And, and then people are so attracted to the loudest noise, the, the most convincing point, and that I feel like people are just so easily swayed from what they think is good. One day they could think this is good, and then there's a loud argument that they think, oh, actually, maybe this is good. And it's just this, it's this, this cycle of just inconsistency. Jesus was surrounded by blind people. People even saw the miracles and heard the stories, but still doubted. Still doubted who he was and what he was sent to do. See, I, I put myself in Jesus' shoes, and, and I mean, I think of that, that people saw miracles and heard, and heard stories and still doubted, and for me, that would be enough for me to kind of say, what's even the point? If they don't see what I'm doing for them and, and who I am, what's the point? Good thing Jesus, Jesus was stronger than I am, <laughs> and good thing Jesus didn't succumb to the weakness of man. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture now, and as I read this, I would love us just to take a moment to put ourselves in this situation whether you want to close your eyes or, and just picture yourself in this moment, in this place, in this environment. I'm going to read Matthew 27. When they crucified him, 
they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. Those who passed hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come on down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. See, as I read that passage of scripture, as I read that a few times this week and just put myself in that situation, part of me felt sad and frustrated for Jesus. See, the people would mock and scorn Jesus and they're saying to him, he saved others but can't save himself. But in that moment, they were fully unaware that he isn't there to save himself but to save them. After years of questioning and redefining what is good, man's perspective and opinion had become so warped that they missed the greatest display of love and goodness there's been. In the moment where Jesus hung on the cross, to man, people think, what is good about this? If he's the son of God, why can he not save himself? If he does that, we'll believe him. But it needed to be more than that. You see the history of sin in the Bible, and it's, it's believe, fall, believe, fall. It's, it's come back and then separate. And them purely just believing wasn't enough. The price had to be paid. But because mankind's perception and outlook on the word good has been so condensed and warped, they missed what was happening right in front of them. My third point this morning, a life of goodness is a kingdom-focused life. What I love is that even though those people were insulting and mocking Jesus, there was still a place for them in heaven if they chose to receive the free gift of salvation. They might have missed in that moment. They might have missed it in that moment, but Jesus knew it wasn't too late for them. Luke 23, 34. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. See, I wonder this morning if any of us have lost focus on the bigger picture. It can be easy to get pushed and pulled by the noise around us to feel condemned and trapped by what the world defines as good and evil. I wonder if in that we may have missed some moments of God's true goodness in our lives. Maybe we've been like the people around the cross. We've been in moments where we've seen the pain, We've seen the hurt, we've seen the judgment, we've seen the death. And thought to ourselves, how is this good? But in that moment, have we missed the true goodness and new life that is available to us? Jesus bore my death that I may have life 
Am I living in the life that Jesus died to give me? See, Jesus died on Passover. The original Passover marked Israel being rescued from slavery in the beginning of the nation's life. Passover marks beginning. The cross is a marker of our new beginning. Today, do you need a new beginning? Have your attempts to design a good and prosperous life fallen short? Do you need to rediscover God's goodness? Is it time to relearn and rediscover the true meaning of good in our life? We're going to take a moment now, and the team's got an item for us. And In this moment, I want to encourage you, whether you have a moment to yourself or, or gather, move around and gather in some groups, and we're going to take communion together. And as we take communion, I want us to remember that there's life in the blood and that Jesus drank from the cup of the wrath of God so that we can drink from the cup of life. And it's just such a cool reminder because obviously we say, I drink this in remembrance of the blood that was shed. And I think for years, me personally, when I, when I did that, I drank this in remembrance of the blood that was shed. I, I, I drank it in remembrance of the sacrifice that he made for me. But if I'm being honest, I've probably missed the fact that actually there's also life that follows. That as I drink this cup, it's not just in remembrance of the suffering that he went through, but the life that he died to give me. So Lord, as we take this moment now together, as we take this moment to reflect, as we take this moment to refocus, Lord, Lord, firstly, we thank you. And we acknowledge what you went through for us, the suffering that you faced on our behalf. All for the goodness of your kingdom. What to our human eyes does not look good at all. The suffering, the pain, the obedient, selfless act that you did so that we may have life. So Lord, as we take these emblems this morning, Lord, show us. Show us what it means to live a life of goodness. Show us what we need to do to live the life that you you died for. Fill us afresh, Lord. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.